Hello, hello, a little pre-show update intro. So I didn't want to have my editor have to re-edit the entire beginning of this solo episode, so I'm going to have her instead insert this intro update. Uh, There's a few things that I talked about in the beginning of this episode that, although like still relevant, funny, amusing stories, there have been updates and, you know, why not update y'all? So... I talk at the one point about the guy I was seeing and just like a good story and how great of a guy he is. Um, I unfortunately yesterday on March 31st ended things just truly for my own personal reasons of I am not in a place for a relationship right now and I know he deserves better of that someone who can actually like show up and be there. So I, I ended things. Um, so that that's done with. Um, although he was a great, great guy and... Yeah, I just wish I was in a place in my life where I could be open for that. And then the other update would just be that apologies for the inconsistency of this podcast. I've just reached this point where after doing this for three years, I I think I'm just truly experiencing burnout. And I've experienced that in microwaves before, but it is now coming at me in the macro. And I just... I need time and I need space to record episodes that feel true and authentic and needed and necessary and worthy, whether that's solo or with guests. And I'm I'm not sure how that changes the format of the show or how that changes the consistency and scheduling moving forward. But as of now, just an apology if things are a little haphazard, chaotic for a bit here. But I'm just figuring it out, you know, I'm just human like that. Anywho, that was the update. Now continue on with the previously recorded solo episode. Hopefully this all makes sense. Welcome back to Let's Thrive the Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Feigles, and it's a pleasure, as always, to have you here listening. If you're new, welcome. Let's Thrive is an ever-evolving podcast, touching on 360 wellness from the mind, body, and spirit, to solo episodes, to life updates, rambles, fun times, and everything in between. I like to think of it as a safe place, community-minded, like little personal bubble of I don't know, just sort of the inside scoop on my life and the lives of others that I have on. And if you've been around for a while, you know this, you've seen the evolution and the many, many sides of this podcast. So thank you for sticking around as always. I'm coming at you today with another solo episode. And this one's going to be a bit of life updates with some fun, fun things sprinkled throughout, updates and ramblings and, and just amusing stories. And then I also have a bit that I want to talk about when it comes to recent realizations I've had through therapy and just good conversations with friends. And that's going to look at what it means to be just more so proactive in life versus reactive and understanding what it means to actually listen to your needs as an individual, uh, eating disorder recovery-based stuff and lots of that stuff. But for first, I feel like I should just give life updates and these will make much more sense if you've been around for a bit, if you follow on Instagram or in, and or if you listen to the last few solo episodes. But let's just dive into things. I mean, sometimes it's just those moments in life when you're like, this is too good to not share. 
you know? And yeah, you can tell your friends, but it's just so much more fun to share with a bunch of people you really don't know, like on a podcast. So let's, let's go for it. Um, I guess to start out, I will say, I will preface, preface, uh, if you hear a timer go off, I might have to run away for a hot second. I'm making pasta to be proactive and plan, meal plan, meal prep, a meal for me to take to work tonight so that I don't end up eating hummus and toast for dinner yet again. Nothing wrong with it, but I've had it a lot lately. So I'm making pasta to make pasta salad. And perks of being friends with me is that you get lots of weird texts, like random texts that I just sent to my two best friends of, what would you say makes a great pasta salad? Now, mind you, they're both phenomenal chefs, so I actually highly value their opinion. I want to know. One, Chris, who, if you follow him on Instagram, you know him, is ignoring me. The other one, Alan, replied, I love pasta salad with those tiny mozzarella balls, cucumbers, red onions. Oof, I hate red onions, so that's a no. Cucumber, balsamic, olive oil, lots of salt and pepper. That sounds pretty fucking good to me. Like I said, no onion for me. It just does not settle well. And... I don't have balsamic, but I'll make do. So if you hear the timer, it's the pasta. You're here in spirit with me. On that note, when it comes to onion, <laughs> I did this really fun thing the other night. Well, okay, so there's two funny stories here. One, ooh, where do I start? Okay, let's start here. I'm going to jump around a bit. So a few solo episodes back, I did one on my entire dating experience at slash lack of dating experience thoughts on relationships, fears, boundaries, anxieties, etc. Like it was it was a pretty brutally honest episode if I must say so, and I had a lot a lot like a a a, a lot of you reply and say you felt similarly. I had people I work with that listened and said they reply they they felt similarly and just you know, it it was it was validating to know that me spilling all the tea, all the hot tea all over myself and all over the world uh, to listen, <laughs> had some benefit in that it was helping others feel less alone, which is why I recorded that in the first place. Uh, the funny thing and where this onion side story is all leading to is that in that podcast, right, at the very end, I start talking about this guy that we're using the name A for, and like, that's his, that's his code name for the podcast, okay, A. And I start talking about how I had gone on a few dates with him and blah, 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 things like that. Uh, so then on our next date, I realized, well, he, he spilled the tea that he had listened to that episode after I told him to not listen to the podcast, but he had just went to look at it and couldn't resist listening. And although for like five seconds, I was just fucking pissed that somebody would go and listen. I then realized it was a saving grace because it then meant all the awkward, hard conversations that I would have had to have at some point. He already knew. And, you know, all it meant was that I had spoke it into a microphone with the hopes of helping y'all. And instead, he listened. And, yeah, so that was interesting, to say the least. Definitely made me feel quite exposed and vulnerable. But also, as I said, I was sort of adopted this, like, fuck it mentality. Because, you know what? If he listened to that and he still didn't run away, the man's got something to him. So we're still seeing each other. But where did the onion story... Oh, so, so the one night, he asked me over to cook dinner and such. And he had been asking, like, what, what are, like, any dietary restrictions I have, whatnot. And as you all know, in recovery, so I try, I'm trying to eat it all and do it all. But I am lactose intolerant to a point. 
and I'm sure as hell not going to test that dairy intolerance on a date with a guy. So I was like, no dairy, also no onions, because onions, like, just they just fuck with my stomach, okay? I don't like them, I don't need the taste, and they mess with my stomach. So I told him that, we didn't have onions, whatever, it was fine, it was great. Then a few nights later, I had a dinner party with two of my best friends here, Tay and Maggie, and <laughs> Tay made a shallot pasta. I cut up about 10 shallots, like 10, I don't know, like good-sized onions to go in this pasta dish. And I'm telling you what, it was so fucking delicious. I loved it. Everybody loved the pasta. But like the next two or three days, my stomach was a wreck. And so I'm officially signing off onions. So yeah, no onions in the pasta salad. Oh, I gotta go stir the pasta. Wait, I'll be right back. Maybe I should make this an ASMR style podcast and I should have taken the mic over and put it above the boiling water. That'd be hilarious, I think. I actually like, I started listening to Emma, Emma Chamberlain's podcast and in the one, she had her cat purring into the mic and it was the most soothing sound ever. Like, uh, if you're a cat person, the sound of a cat purring, it's just like, I don't know, straight serotonin or whatever it is to the brain. So I love that. Right now, as I'm speaking, Pip is running, rubbing her head on my laptop and computer. Pip, will you purr for the, for the audience? She's just wagging her tail, and now you get to hear maybe the ambulance driving by in the distance, but I assure you, there's a cute, fuzzy cat sitting right beside me, watching my every move. She loves when I talk. Oh, here she comes. Oh, she's purring. I hope you can hear that. Oh, uh, we love this. Okay. Cat love over. Life update's over. Um, where are we going? Okay, into therapy thoughts, into the real deep stuff, which also leads with life updates. Oh my god, okay, she will not stop rubbing her head. Oh, now she's biting and licking my hand. This is great. We love this. This is top-notch quality right here. So, as some of you know, I work currently at Two Hands Cafe here in Austin, sort of unofficially managing there. Uh, other responsibilities without the title, but, you know, life is life. So, we're there. I love it. I love the people I work with, but it is hard work. If you've ever been in the restaurant industry, it's, you know, it's unlike many other industries. <laughs> and especially at the cafe I work at, I mean, it's a full-blown restaurant, but with the caliber of, you know, customers we get and my responsibilities and everything, it's a lot. And it's been slowly killing me in the best way for about a year and a half now, just because it is so demanding. And, oh, Hold on, there's the pasta. Okay, I'm back. That was a lot of ASMR. Lots of clanking and clonking going on in the kitchen as I did that. Now let's just hope the pasta doesn't get all like gummy and gooey. I rinsed it with cold water, but I'm gonna let it sit for a bit before I put it away while I record this. But anyway, back to what I was talking about. Where was I? Oh, yeah, work. We love it. Uh, so all that being said, though, I know that it's not my end goal. It's just always been a for now situation. So I decided a few weeks ago that, or a few months ago, actually started taking action on it within the last few weeks that I wanted to find a new job, a new position, whatever it was that was more aligned with where I want to grow and keep going, right? And that is pursuing my creative interest with the entrepreneurial side of me. So creating something in the future, and I don't know what exactly that looks like, but I know that I've started this podcast and I've started Instagram and I've built a community and I've been doing this work all for a reason. And so at the end of the day, I know I'll create something out of it all and it will become something even greater than it is now someday. I just don't know what that is yet. 
However, I'm at a stage in my life where I have the opportunity to work different jobs and learn from different people. And I, I feel essentially like take, get all the takeaways that I need to then someday do this on my own and figure out what I'm creating and putting out into the world. So I interviewed for a job and I'm very much so hoping I get it, uh, waiting to hear back, I suppose, on like the final yay or nay. But either way, it just, it also then, you know, gave me a lot to think about. And I was discussing it in therapy because leaving two hands, there's one well, not fully leaving, I'd still be there part time, but there's a lot of thought that goes into that for me because it's a job and role and, you know, whatnot that I do truly love. And when we were, sort of dissecting it and pulling it apart in therapy the other day, she brought up a really valid point that I had never considered. And what's funny is that so often there's these aspects of our life that we might uncover in one area and then we soon realize is present in so many other areas. When I share this, I just urge you to kind of like think about maybe where these things are in your own life, right? So for me, we got on this topic of, I said something along the lines of, part of why I love working there right now is because at the end of the day, I I just feel, I feel needed. And I am someone, whatever this says about me, I love to feel like I am needed. And I love to feel like people depend on me in a sense and that I am there to help others and be there for others. And I was giving examples about how like, I just, I love the feeling at the end of the day of like being able to stay on a little bit longer and send someone home early and seeing like the relief on their face and just having that little bit of like, satisfaction in my heart of like okay they get to go home and rest like they deserve it and how good it feels to you know like I don't know just like kind of be there and support people all day long but I was phrasing in the terms of being like needed she's like that's really like interesting where do you think this stems from blah 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 and so we essentially broke it down to this very interesting conversation in which I realized I I like this feeling of meeting the needs for others because I think in some twisted reverse way, it's, it's a replacement for not meeting my own needs. Now I'll explain this a bit and maybe it resonates with you. I have someone, I am someone that had a very long history with disordered eating and an actual eating disorder. And I don't even know the proper verbiage to use here because I don't want to say I had a quote unquote successful eating disorder or I was a quote unquote thriving in my eating disorder, but I was very much so like, If an eating disorder and disordered eating were uh, a course in school, I was a straight fucking A student in that. Like I, I unfortunately got so into it and so wrapped into it that it did take over my life for about eight to 10 years. And so when you're in something that long and with that much dedication and that much everything, it, it can change a lot about who you are and how, how you are as an individual and a person. And what we discovered in this conversation is that during that time, a big part of it is not listening to your own needs and avoiding your own needs and just and not even acknowledging them, right? And that's not a normal thing to do. Like as a human being, we're, we have the instinctual knowledge of what we need, you know, when we're thirsty, when we're hungry, when we're tired, etc. But when you're in something such as an eating disorder, And I'm sure there are other, you know, whether it's addiction or bipolar, whatever it is, like there are other conditions in which this happens, but for an eating disorder specifically, and what I experienced was the gradual training of how to ignore my needs so that I could stay in this cycle, you know, ignoring 
the hunger cues and ignoring when I was tired so that I would work out more and ignoring when my body needed rest and ignoring all of my basic needs. And I did that for so, so long, month after month, year after year, that it eventually got to the point, and I still struggle with this at times, where I do just feel like I'm in this numb in-between space of like, I don't, I don't know what I need. And like, sometimes people will ask me like, what do you need? What can I do to help you? I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I still struggle to identify what I need, even on more basic terms of like, I need you to, you know, like finish these three tasks before you're done for your shift or whatever it is. Like I, I just so often forget to think of my own needs or I ignore them. And I think a lot of people do do this, but I think it gets on a whole other level when you have been living in a condition like that for years, such as I did. And I'm sure some of you have as well. And so because of that, growing up, I was always that person that I, I did love meeting the needs of others in little ways, right? Like I, I loved that feeling of putting a meal on the table for my dad and brother every single night and kind of feeling like they needed me to be eating well, you know, and to be having like good food and just like the feeling I got of that, even if I was exhausted and eating an hour later because I had spent so much time trying to prepare a meal for them. And I loved the feeling of, you know, like, fuck, even like the way I fostered cats all my life and like the way they depended and needed us. Like I love that feeling of being needed by an injured cat or a small cat or, you know, dog, whatever it was. Like I've, that's probably where I fell into my love for rescuing animals. It's that feeling of being needed and necessary. And, you know, just, I could list so many examples, but the same thing goes for like, that's exactly what I've fallen into in my line of work. I mean, when it comes to the restaurant industry in particular, every Every aspect of it is based on need. From the moment the customer steps in the door, they need something until the moment they leave that door. Like every step of the way is based on a need. So it's not only am I responsible in overseeing all the customer's needs that are happening and making sure everything's flowing smoothly, I'm then also responsible and there for the needs of anywhere from, I don't know, six to 15 employees depending on the day and they constantly need something as well right they need direction or guidance or they need help or they need assistance they need advice they need to be you know uh, told what to do they need xyz so it's it's for me a very satisfying role because all day long all shift long i am meeting the need i am i am i personally or i am assisting someone to meet the needs of others And so it's satisfying to me. But then what happens is that during those times, I'm completely ignoring my own needs. I mean, fuck, I'll I'll go hours without drinking and I'll completely ignore all my hunger cues and I'll go hours without like even letting myself pee. And like, it's so stupid. And I've always struggled with like, why, why do I do this? You know, like why, why is it like unintentional, like self-sabotage where like I could easily go pee and relieve myself of this tension, but instead I choose to like get caught up in the cycle of like how busy we are and not pee for three hours. And then I'm miserable because my bladder's about to explode. Like what? Why? And I think it's because of this core concept of like, it's just, it's, it's more natural for me to ignore my needs and meet the needs of others than it is for me to meet my own needs first and or at all. And I think this can, once again, apply to so many of us in so many ways. I think of like mothers whenever they have kids and they kind of fall into the cycle. 
Um, I don't know. I think of even like, I feel like this can sometimes happen in relationships, especially when it comes to like how you feel loved or appreciated or seen. I feel like this can be a dynamic in a lot of family situations and work, whatever it is, but it is something that I, I, I don't know. It, it can get very toxic. Right. And for me, it's obviously gotten to a toxic point. And that's what I've been explaining with friends is that this job I do itself is not toxic, but it's because of my personality that I've created a toxic position for myself where, you know, it's just, it's the perfect, it's the perfect opportunity (laughs) for all of my toxic traits to really thrive and flourish, right? My overworking self and my ignoring my needs self, uh, my, uh, whatever it is, like I could go on and on. And so that's why I just think it is also time for me to move on and hopefully find another position while still, you know, staying there part-time. But I just thought that conversation was so interesting. And I, I don't know, I was also reflecting on it a lot because I do have someone that I love very, very much. And they're, I don't know, such an important aspect of my life. And they were, they were, and you know, I, I kind of, we kind of grew apart, but not grew apart, but I've been away, obviously moved away, whatnot. And Um, they, they are struggling right now with an eating disorder and it's killing me from the inside out to know that someone I love so much and someone that is in just the position they're in is going through what I went through. And so I've been reflecting a lot because of that on what those years were like for me and just hoping to God that they get through this and that they they have a a speedier recovery than I did but I don't know I just I've been thinking about that a lot and how how easy it is to get swept up in those cycles whether that is an eating disorder disordered eating addiction whatever else it could be and that basic instinct of your own needs and how that gets just like so mis can be so misplaced but on that note it also brought up this conversation that we had, my therapist and I, on just being proactive versus reactive. And this also came up in the, in the interview for that new position and just in general. But I think, and I've talked about it on here before, it's a conversation everybody's heard. But I think there are some new ways I've been trying to apply it that just, I don't know, have been speaking to me and I thought it might be worthwhile sharing. And Prime example, I'm, you know, the beginning of this podcast was a bit of a shit show with me trying to boil water and feeling scatterbrained because I was thinking of pasta salad, but that's all because I am trying to be proactive in these ways. I'm trying to think of what my end goal is and act in alignment with that versus going off of the momentary urges that I get. And the reason I'm working on this is because since I'm still in active recovery, I feel like a lot of my momentary urges, it's much easier for them to align with a slightly disordered way, right? So whether that's like what I choose to eat, you know, choosing in that moment to just stick with what I know is quote unquote like a safe food versus trying something different or getting outside of the box, getting comfortable with new foods or the momentary urge to work out when I feel anxious and stressed and everything versus maybe Maybe my body's actually tired and in those anxious moments, I need to sit and meditate and breathe, right? Like I'm just trying to think about these little moments where I'm being reactive and relying on past habits, past urges, etc. versus being proactive and trying to like think through it instead and think what 
what do I actually need in this moment? There's that word. And what will actually like help me moving forward? Prime and, you know, example, yesterday morning, I was feeling kind of anxious and like weird mindset, whatever. And my urge was to try to cram in a workout before work. But right before I was about to sort of follow through on that, I just started thinking. I was like, okay, this, this might be a reaction. Let's break it down. And I started to think and I was like, okay, my workout yesterday, I was already feeling like tired as fuck. The chances that I'm going to feel like much better today are like slim. I'm not on a lot of sleep. I don't have a lot of time. If I work out, I might not have time to eat like a, like a full breakfast. So then I'm going to be like stressed going into work because of that. My cortisol is already raised over the past few days. Do I need to raise it more with a workout? Also, I'm about to go into a long work day full of cortisol. Do I really need that pump of it right beforehand too? And then I just kept like working through it. And I was like, dang, okay, I I don't think I actually need movement right now to move through these feelings. And I don't know if like a workout, not even movement, but a workout is going to like help me most here. And so instead I started with a walk, just walking Timber outside because I have to walk him a little bit every day before work. So I did that, checked something off my list. The movement and the fresh air did help ease my like uneasiness, anxiety a bit. I then chose to take just five minutes lay on my it's like an acupuncture mat which sounds bougie but I promise you it's not it was like a Christmas gift a few years ago I think it was like $85 on Black Friday and it's just like all these pokey little it's called prana mat I'll share it on my Instagram some of you might know of it but it's like all these pokey little things and you just lay on it supposed to like activate blood flow and drainage and all that jazz but anyhow I laid on that with my legs up the wall, which I've never been a legs up the wall sort of wellness guru thingy, but I've seen a lot of people doing it and it's supposed to help with circulation and I have bad circulation. So (laughs) I laid on my mat with my legs up the wall and I just took five minutes to breathe, just focus on my breathing. And at first it was very uncomfortable because I'm like, this is not how I usually do things. But by the end of it, I was like, okay, this was what I needed. I didn't need to rush into my reaction of like, workout, let's work out. Let's move through these, you know, motions. Let's work out. Let's move the body. Instead, I was able to step into that proactive mindset, get things crossed off my list, you know, walking timber, etc. get in a little bit of movement while also like, I don't know, I, I feel like doing those instead of just working out and stressing myself out even more with being rushed and no breakfast, etc. I just set myself up for such a better day. And so it's just moments like those where I'm trying to have that, maybe it's not even proactive, it's just like a pause to think about what my actual options are, how things will help out. Um, and then like the little things like I am now of like meal prepping so that I have a meal for tonight so that I'm proactive versus like, in the moment just being like okay I guess it's like another meal of hummus on toast you know or something that I can get at work whatever uh and then also being proactive when it comes to I don't know I'm trying to like clean up around my apartment before it's just like a complete mess and then I have to spend hours cleaning it all in one day um I don't know I'm just trying to do little things like that even if it means answering like a few emails versus letting them all build up so there's lots of little ways but I think overall it's going to help me feel less stressed, less frazzled, less all over the place, and and hopefully make me feel like my needs are being met and help me actually tune into my needs because I don't think when I just 
am in that reactive mindset that I'm truly listening to my needs. I'm just reacting. But if I'm pausing, if I'm trying to be proactive, if I'm pausing, I am pausing to listen to my needs and following through, hopefully. If I'm in a proactive state of mind, I'm anticipating my needs, <laughs> such as a, you know, a, a meal or uh, drinking water before, I don't know, whatever it is, right? Like I'm anticipating my needs, thus honoring them, hopefully. And so I think at the end of the day, it was just like a neat thought process I had. And I probably didn't convey it the best through this podcast. And I'm sure some of you are just like, where is she going? Where is she going with this? Maybe you've tuned out. Maybe it's still resonating a lot. I don't know. But either way, I'm sure this can relate with at least a few of you. And that's that's all that matters at the end of the day. So I'm going to wrap it up there because I really do have to start making pasta salad and get ready for work. But on that note, I'm just so appreciative of every single one of you that listens. I know this podcast has changed a lot and it will continue to change, I'm sure. It can be a bit all over the place, but at the end of the day, it's it's just a safe place for me and for hopefully all of you to listen and let's, you know, always connecting on Instagram if wanted as well. Uh, I don't know. It just makes my heart really happy. And especially when I get to meet y'all in person, I had someone come into two hands about a week ago and I was doing dish, like glass, washing glasses up at the bar. And all of a sudden she's like, hey, I was like, oh, Hi like not sure what was happening. She's like, I listened to your podcast and immediately like my entire mood shifted. I was like, oh my God, I love that. <laughs> like my heart is so happy and we were talking and it was just so sweet. Um, and I got to send her out like a banana bread on the house and just, I don't know, it was just so fun. But I, I don't know, it was the reminder I needed that at the end of the day, it's not about how many listen, it's about just showing up, I guess, time and time again for those of you that do. And So I, yeah, just lots of gratitude, lots of gratitude for y'all. So that being said, I'm going to wrap things up and work on that pasta salad, but I hope y'all are having a great day, evening, etc. wherever you're at. And until next time, enjoy, let's connect on the Instagram and have a good one.